You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic master, Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piazetsna. Through the Piazetsna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition. I want us to look at a piece together in Savizirus, in the Rebbe's journal, Yudchet. <clears throat> so, I'd like us to just read, read and learn this piece, and uh, maybe take a few moments afterwards to experience it to a degree. Um, as we're about to see, you know, we've we've been spending a lot of time in the Rebbe's writings in Avoda um, about the importance of the consciousness within our bodies, the consciousness of, of the feelings of the soul, of the subterranean movements within us. And uh, perhaps not surprisingly, an, a further piece of this vision and the Rebbe's paradigm of, uh, of reality, really, and of Avoda is also that consciousness lives in everything and that our vodah is in resonance and in relationship with what's alive outside of us as well in all of creation and in in the rebbe's work mevahasha arim uh, he focuses he articulates this very powerfully about the pasuk that speaks about the fullness of the redemptive messianic consciousness is that the earth will be filled with awareness of God as water fills the ocean. And his particular take on it there is not that it's the earth is a place where everyone knows of God, but that earth itself, the consciousness within creation, reaches that place of awareness. So that's just a small introduction for this piece we're going to read, okay? Well, the Rebbe starts with this. <clears throat> if you have not yet ever tasted the taste of prayer that is clean, it's free of asking for your needs, requests. If you've never cried, when speaking the praises of Hashem. And you've never been so aroused and awoken to the point where you feel that in your speaking, the speaking that is from God to God, that's how he's describing this experience of prayer. The speech that is from God to God. There is something coursing and pushing out through your heart and your mind. There's a revelation of God, a divine revelation pouring out through your heart and your mind that you do not know or comprehend. Being in a state of prayer where this, this is kind of just overflowing expression coming out through you that you're not in control of, that you're not thinking about, 
but it's beyond kind of a confined way of understanding, just not a limited kind of, here's what I need, God, let me talk to you, but just some tapping into that um, wellspring of prayer pouring out. As, so, so, if you've never tasted any of what he's <laughs> describing, as, <laughs> the tears that you cry when you are only, when you're, it's limited to only asking for your needs. They appear in heaven as a as child's childish. Like a child who's crying over toys and sweets. Meaning, there's a very harif kind of critique here. But 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 we're saying if all prayer is is I'm nagging God because I really want something. That's all my experience of prayers. There's not. That's the context. Those are the boundaries of what prayer is for me. Saying it's it's child's play. It's like it's no different than crying over a toy. I want it. Please, you can give it to me. Please give it to me. What 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 I hear him also saying here is that there's no space in my prayer to experience an attachment to the one I'm praying to. Yeah. Not to say there's not a place for bakasha. He's not saying that. But he's saying if that is all it is, then this is what bakasha really. If that's what it is, then this is what it boils down to. I just want to say, just all regular chad. If you look at the structure of the amida, the first three brachot avot is not about what I want or need. It's about who and what is God. And what is my relationship it's towards God? It's, it's about coming into that awareness of who I'm standing before, what I'm engaging in, what I'm aligning with. And then after that, there's there's the bakashot, but they can only come from that first step. So there he says, Asei zotefo, he's giving an answer now. Try this, do this. Azov al al Abandon the world for an hour or two. The world and its on its humdrum, its constant buzz and, and movement. Leave behind the clever, clever and sly thinking and ratzon that the world has put into you. <laughs> all the cleverness of the world that I've imbibed, you know, all of the Conniving. Connivery? Is that a word? You're a writer, huh? Connivery? <laughs> I'm also a writer, but I don't know I English. I don't know. <laughs> manipulative. The manipulative thought process. Yeah, yeah, all that manipulation. And make yourself alone. And if it is possible, take a walk out into the forest. Mm-hmm. As close as we can get here in the garden. Mm-hmm. See yourself, envision yourself as a simple and whole creation among the creations of God. There's a story about, uh, I read once about Heschel. I don't know if it was when he was in Warsaw, actually, or in Berlin. But um, 
he was walking. It was a time when he was, you know, studying philosophy, and he was like on a, on a walk with one of his colleagues, and they were talking about all sorts of deep matters. And they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, and they get to the forest. When they get to the forest, Hashem put put his hat on his head, and his feather, and he said, "You understand that for a Jew, a forest is a holy place." <laughs> Just also just to, to see into the Rabbi saying here. First of all, Ro'eh Tatzmecha. What we've seen so many times that he's is a big part of the avoda is to use our, our imagination to really use our field of vision, our field of inner vision to see ourselves in the, in a way to envision this, visualize this. Mm-hmm. And moreover, if you look at how he's describing things, he's saying you know there's such thing as praying where it's like I'm just this little me, and there's some big force out there who's got stuff that I need. And he's saying, don't be an isolated particle. Yeah? Go walk into the forest and join the divine ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Touch into that reality where you are just another piece of this life. Yeah? Together with the sun and the moon, with the birds, with all of the trees of the forest to sing before Hashem. You're just there to sing and celebrate with the rest of creation. By the way, you know, as remind me of, we say on Kabbalah Shabbat, we sing all these Mizmoratim. Like David Melch is talking about mountains, rivers, and trees singing to God. And the Rebbe saying, "Just take that heart. <laughs> just like, just like, like Shabbat. actually, 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 you know, actually, and and perhaps that's part of the transition of the prayers of Shabbat is to get us in touch with that reality of of this exactly leaving the Sha'on of the world and entering into the space where this is Hashem's bria." The Arizal actually uh, stated Kabbalah Shabbat. The Arizal says that his minhag with his Talmidim was to go out to the fields to bring him a Shabbos. Now, I don't know if those were the same fields that people were working in or if they were wild fields. <laughs> but if, if there are wild fields, so we can hear some of this, you know, we can hear like just go out and dive in the field. Like, of course, that's the. Kabbalistically, uh, Friday night is called the, the 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 apple orchard. It's like walking mm-hmm. out into the into okay. the field. Right. Um, the Shekhinah is called the Sadeh. The field, even in um, modern English, you know, the field is the place where where all of life is interacting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also occurs to me that if they're walking, like how powerful that would be to walk back to the field where you worked all week mm-hmm. and to play with the plants there and the and the ground and the transformation that that also. To gaze without working it. Yeah, just to, just to see reflect. its to see its its divine reality instead of the manipulative, dominant kind of relationship. The says, You have arrived. You have come merely to reveal, uncover, and fill the whole world from that with God's greatness, God's vastness. Yes. <laughs> Begin, for example, to start to cry out to them, meaning to, to them, what's them, the, the birds, the, the trees, the air, the sun, and to the entire universe. Adon Olam! 
Olam, Adon, Olam, Hashem, Alach, just singing to the world a song of its creator. Yedid Nefesh. And just wait and see if your soul doesn't burst out in its glory to greet its king and its creator. Who has come so close, as it were, just to you right now. To come and listen to to the voice of your song. And a fire from above will burn within you. A fire from which only a stream of tears would be able to save you and calm you. Right? Prayer here is, is something very different. Prayer is filling the world and being filled by the presence of God, the awareness of God. As Tavinat Bakashat Moshe Rabbeinu, then you can finally understand the request of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehitpalel samuch liftiratol hiyot ka'of ha-shamayim. Towards the end of his life that he prayed to be like a bird of the heavens. Rabbi Moshe said to God, at least let me fly over the the land. Let me fly over it and see see it like a bird. So the Rabbi's taking that to say, you know what Moshe was really asking? Moshe was asking to become a bird. It wasn't because I need the, it wasn't because of what I, it's because he just wanted that, that feeling of soaring through the world as part of God's creation. Let me be a bird. It's like shamanic, like <laughs> transformation, you know, like become the bird. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean? Why is Moshe wanting to be a bird? What does a bird do? It merely tells and sings God's song. To be before God. Thirst. It's so much different than the model he was speaking about before, which is not about yearning. It's about wanting to attain something. I need and give me. Need and give. If that's all, you know, in some sense, like our our approach to prayer is is in a sense a reflection of how we view ourselves in like our, our reality. Like, what is my reality here as a person in this world? What is the reality of my life? What is the context of my life vis-a-vis the source of my life? I don't have someone else has give to me. That's one model. Another model is, I'm thirsty to, to connect to what I know to be the truth of my existence. So how do we engage in that? So I'd like to just take a few moments to imbibe some of this. Um, we could start with our eyes open, just looking around us. Stones and leaves and flowers and colors and whatever, whatever kind of just draws your attention. Just noticing that there's life happening all around us, surrounding us.
See the subtle movements. You can invite in other senses too. Smells. The breeze on our skin. The sounds. All of those light is shining itself to us. Drawing our attention inside. Noticing how life is emerging and pulsating inside of our bodies. This life that we're experiencing constant resonance and relation with life happening all around us. Let's just take some time feeling into this. Recognizing our creator through this, and not just our as little us isolated people, but our together with with all the rest of life. Who am I when I nestle into the field of life? It's the quality of my feeling when I'm supported as part of a living universe. Who is God? Consider envisioning how my responses, reactions, interactions might be different when they're coming from this place of belonging and attachment of being part of. What may look like to interact with people this way, with myself this way, to pray from here. Already, you can open your eyes. We're still in the field, still in the garden. this world together.
Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Cohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.